I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here, and I am honored to have back on the program a gentleman who has been very influential in the Christian world in the United States and around the world, frankly, uh, as the founder and CEO of Charisma Media, Charisma Magazine, lots of book publishing. He's written lots of books. He's interviewed presidents. He's been on every news show you can pretty much think of. Uh, and he has a new book, and he is taking some time to talk to us today. So I think you will enjoy this program. Uh, I want to show you the new book. It's very appropriately titled What We're Doing, or We Should Be Doing, Spirit-Led Living Excuse me, in an Upside-Down World. Uh, and Steve Strang is the author of that. And, uh, you know, you don't have to look far. You, I'm on Twitter. We're on Twitter right now. And just, just read some of the other stuff. You'll see how messed up this world is. But, uh, you know, the darker the darkness, the brighter the light. So there's some hope in that. Steve, welcome back to Life Today Live. Great to have you today. Well, thank you. It's a privilege to be with you. And this is the first time I've been on your program. So thank is you. it? I could have sworn we'd talked before. So, well, great to well, have Well, I've known your father mm -hmm. and also your mother for many, many years. I first met your father um, in the 1970s. He was actually in Orlando. He must have been doing a meeting or something. I just remember he was kind of a fiery young preacher that everybody was talking about. And then in the 19 Actually, in the 1970s, it was 1979 when Charisma was only a couple years old, we did a cover story on him. And the headline said, I've been delivered. Hmm. It was one of the first really big stories that we did uh, in Charisma magazine. And it was the story that you would know well and probably a lot of your viewers of how he had this claw in his brain. I think that's how he described it, it and how he went through uh, some deliverance and it changed his life. I, I reread the story recently. Well, actually, I included it in the book. I have a whole chapter on deliverance because I believe that walking in the spirit includes being free of, you know, demonic attack. Mm -hmm. And it comes in many, many different ways. In fact, uh, you may know that there has been, there was a movie or a documentary recently called Out in Jesus' Name that just took everybody by surprise because it was so popular. But they they actually they actually had a mass deliverance in the theater after the movie. I'd never seen anything like it, but, but one of the reasons it's an upside down world is not that people are any worse than anything else. I believe it's an attack of the enemy. Hmm. And so in a general sense, we've got to be free of satanic influence, which includes strongholds. I, don't, I personally don't believe that a Christian can be demon possessed, but there can certainly be demonic strongholds. And it can be as much, you know, or seems uh, rather innocent, like uh, unforgiveness or offense or uh, critical thinking, things that control people's lives and keeps us from becoming all that we can be in God. And I believe that if we're gonna be led by the spirit, we've gotta be free of that. And your, your father came to his own conclusion. The story mm -hmm. is in the book, um, in fact, I start the chapter with it. I recently wrote an op-ed in which I retold the story. I'm now writing op-eds on Newsmax and in some other 
locations. And it's just such a great story. I went back to 1979 mm. and pulled it right out of Charisma magazine. And uh, he talks about, you know, why a difference that made in his life. And it's not just him. Really, everybody, many, many people, including me, have, have had my version of that story. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that it's very important. And when I write about the Spirit-led life, I kind of walk through all the different phases of it. And I believe that this is something that is not emphasized enough. A lot of Christians are afraid of it, mm -hmm. or there's a matter of shame, or even a lot of pastors don't know how to deal with it, or they're dealing with things in their own lives and feel unworthy. So I think that it's important for us to learn, and my book is my way to try to uh, bring attention to it. You know, I can tell you from being there, being in the home, uh, through all of that period, there was a very remarkable transformation with my dad. Uh, he, you know, he's that A-type personality, strong personality. Uh, he got angry really quickly. Um, and after that, uh, there was a significant difference. I will also say this, and he would say this, so I'm not speaking out of turn, but you know, the, the thing, the deliverance, I've seen deliverance where someone, especially from like an addiction or something, was freed from it instantly and then never struggle with it again. But in most cases, it's an ongoing battle and there can be that moment. It's almost like someone who's going in the wrong direction, that turnaround moment is revolutionary and huge, but you still got to walk it out, you know, to get where you need to be. Uh, it's not just the turning, it's the turning and walking in the other direction. Do you see that or have you experienced that where it's not a one-time thing, but it's a, it's a almost daily deliverance, you know, or walking out your deliverance in a sense? Well, you're raising a very important point. And some of it has to do with semantics and some of it has to do with we're dealing with similar issues that are somewhat close. So, yeah. for example, uh, as human beings, we all have a carnal nature. There's always a tug of war between um, what the spirit wants us to do and what our fleshly desires want to do. You know, you can cast out a demon, you cannot cast out the flesh. <laughs> and, um, good and even with demonic influence or strongholds, you know, Jesus himself said that if a house is swept clean, and he was using a word picture of, of these, I'm gonna call them demonic forces are kind of swept clean, through deliverance, that if the person does not fill it with the Spirit of God, that they come back yeah. seven times worse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what sadly happens a lot of times, especially with things like addictions. You know, there is a habit pattern. People get in kind of a habit of medicating themselves, so to speak, a certain way. And yes, we have to be uh, vigilant and strong and understand what's happening. And the Bible gives us a way to do that. Um, you know, it says that Satan comes like a roaring lion. It doesn't say he's a roaring lion. It says he's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And this is true 24-7, 365 days a year, before we were born and after we die. I mean, this is just true. But you know what? Jesus came to give us life and to give it more abundantly and most Christians do not ever really experience what they can experience with God. A lot of people will get, in fact, they've even made a kind of a joke about it. They talk about fire insurance, you know, so that you will stay out of uh, hell's flames. 
uh, you know, they accept Jesus and yes, we'll see them in heaven, I'm sure. Mm. But our life can be so much more than that. And that's what my book is about, that we need to be led by the Spirit of God. There's different terminology, different people want to uh, understand in a different way. I'm a, a charismatic Christian. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe that it is for today. I realize that not everyone agrees with that. I have a Baptist friend. In fact, I think that you probably know him. I'm not gonna say his name. And uh, he contacted me while I was writing the book and he expressed an interest in seeing a rough draft. So I sent him to him and uh, he is a great man of God and we have been friends for many years. And he texted me and said that he felt I wrote the book just for him. <laughs> and I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Maybe he's gonna come across the street <laughs> theologically. And so I, later I had a chance to talk to him and that wasn't the point. And my book is not a theological point. I'm not trying to change anybody's theology, but he said this, my book reminded him that he needed a deeper walk with the Lord. And I thought, hey, that was my goal. It just reminded him that there's so much more of walking in the spirit. And, and listen, really, and nobody can even come to Christ unless they're drawn by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't stop there. Jesus. When he went to heaven, he told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until he would send a comforter. That comforter was the Holy Spirit that was outpoured on the day of Pentecost. We call that the birthday of the church. It happened, we're gonna celebrate in just 10 years, uh, 2033 will be 2000 years since the church was birthed. Hmm. And those people, they were, they were scared to death because their hero, Jesus Christ, had just been subjected to the most humiliating death possible. You know, I don't know that there's any kind of capital punishment uh, more excruciating than a crucifixion. In fact, we get the word excruciating from the word crucifixion because it was just so terrible. They were afraid, they ran for their lives. And then in just a few days, when the uh, Holy Spirit came, in fact, 3,000 people came into the church the first day and 5,000 the next day. And, and within a couple of years, they were saying about them, this is a, a statement of the book of Acts, they went to Thessalonica and some of the people against them said, we gotta get, these, pe these are the people who have turned the world upside down. We need to be careful of them. That was kind of mm -hmm. a paraphrase of the scripture. So something happened in their lives. And you know, we can experience that today. We can experience that today to have the power to live in this upside down world. And uh, I personally think that we're racing toward the end of time. We, none of us know the day or the hour. I mean, Jesus said that himself, but, but the, Matthew and Daniel and Revelation are very specific about how bad things are gonna get. And it certainly looks with the one world government and uh, uh, all this cryptocurrency and all this other <laughs> stuff, it seems like something is happening. In fact, I have a whole chapter on how to be strong through the power of the Holy Spirit uh, when these really, really bad times happen because I think that we need to go into it with our eyes open. Being filled with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit is a wonderful thing. It helps us get rid of these addictions. It helps us to understand joy and peace and, and experience long suffering in our life. You know, these are called fruit of the spirit. And yes, it's wonderful mm -hmm. to be able to communicate with God and to walk in the Holy Spirit. There's a wonderful aspect of it, but this is not a panacea to make all of our problems go away. 
We have to live in the world. And look at this. We have a world in which drag queens are reading stories in, to, to kindergartners. And if, if a youth pastor tried to read Bible stories to young people in a library, Bible stories, they probably wouldn't let them. Right. There are a few people that are trying this, um, you know, thankfully, but it just shows how upside down world. In fact, the Bible says that good is called bad and bad is called good, and that's exactly what we're saying. I, one of the reasons I wrote the book is because I sense that a lot of Christians are just frustrated. You know, it's like, what do we do? Well, what, it yeah, seems what, like everything is against us. Yeah. And I'm saying we have to be strong through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, uh, my, my kids went to public school here in Texas in a good conservative area, good school district. Uh, I, I wasn't too concerned, you know. Uh, and I didn't expect the school to educate them from a biblical standpoint, just teach them math and reading and writing, right? That school district recently got a letter from the ACLU, uh, and they are under fire right now. Uh, because, you know, the ACLU wants to put the boys and the girls in the same locker rooms, wants to do this, all this garbage. And I'm like, you know, you guys, you, you want to call a boy a girl and a boy a girl, a girl a boy, rather. It just, you know, you're, you're not even following science, you know. You can't change your DNA with lipstick or hormones. It's, it's the way it is. And, and the, the, it's so backwards that I'm just, you're, I'm just kind of fed up with it. And so we got three choices here. We, we can follow these spirits that are not of God. We can follow our own mind and assume that all our thoughts are our own and, and you know, that following the flesh and that will fail eventually. Or we can say, okay, I need a higher power, to quote the AA, you know, AA kind of line. I need, I need God's spirit to lead me. And no matter your denominational background, I mean, you and I are not going to agree on every little thing, but so much of it is semantics. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to Catholics, Charismatics, Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists, people from, you know, Orthodox, all over. And, and at the end of the day, it comes down to, are you going to have a relationship with Christ through the Holy Spirit? Because that's who he said he was sending. And are you going to foster that relationship, learn to hear his voice, and then act on it? And that's essentially what you're talking about, is it not? That's absolutely right. And it's why I wrote the book, because I wanted to re remind people, there's nothing in my book that's brand new. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. That's how I look at things. Uh, my chapters are kind of like magazine articles. You know, they're kind of self-contained and I write on everything from how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit to uh, have a prayer language. I go through all the gifts. Uh, listen, the gift, one of the gifts is gifts of discernment mm -hmm. to understand what is really going on. The gift of miracles to be able to overcome things like we, uh, and to believe God. Now there's a word this popular right now is called gaslighting. And in fact, it was the word of the year last year by whoever decides what the word of the, uh, the word of the year is. And it basically is that it gets you, it, it comes from some kind of movie where yeah. apparently this happened, where yeah. they, they got the, the person to think backwards, to almost think like they were the one that was in the wrong. And our culture almost makes us as Christians 
timid to think, well, you know, maybe all this stuff is, you know, maybe we are not open-minded enough or something. No, we've got to think clearly. We've got to understand. We've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit to stand up against us and even to be bold, to stand up to the school board like you were talking about or standing up to the ACLU. And thankfully, there's groups like the ACLJ, uh, which Pat Robertson founded or Liberty Council. There's a number of good groups that are actually standing for our rights. And we do have religious freedom in this country, but our country was founded on Christian principles. We know this, but there are people that are trying to make us think that even that's not right. No, we need to get back to basics. The word of God is true. It doesn't matter what religion you are. Just because you believe it doesn't make it right. Now, in our culture where we have religious freedom, we allow people to practice their religion even if they're wrong. But it doesn't mean that we have to say that they're right or back off or act like we're wrong. We're not. The Word of God has answers. We have answers and we need to be bold. And part of the reason I wrote the book was to remind people of this and hopefully give them hope that there is a way out and we can live lives and be strong and even be happy. And I use a word picture that I heard from the late Fred Price. I heard him preach this years ago. He said that just because you put on scuba gear doesn't keep you from getting wet when you get in the water, <laughs> but it allows you to go into a hostile environment that would kill you. If you're underwater more than a couple of minutes, you're going to die. Mm. But the scuba gear allows you to take oxygen with you and to survive. So in a somewhat similar way, the Holy Spirit of God helps us to, to survive in this hostile environment, this upside down world that I call it. Yeah. And I hope that that gives people hope and encourages people like it, it did my Baptist friend. And then I talk about other aspects of it, like deliverance. I think deliverance, we talked about that a minute ago, mm -hmm. is a very important part and it's something that can be an answer to people who deal with addictions, even food addictions, certainly things like alcoholism and drug addiction, but also some of the strongholds like doubt and unbelief and unforgiveness. We've got to be free of those because if the devil's a bad devil. And if he can't get you to live in the world and be 100% uh, living for Satan, I'll say, I mean, that's kind of, a, way church folk would say it. Well, for He's going to keep you in doubt and unbelief and feeling timid and overwhelmed. Yeah. And either way, he's defeated us. And we've got to believe that the power of the Holy Spirit, we can't do it in ourselves. We're human beings. We're all fa fallible, but we can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's there for the asking. And that's, that's the point I make <laughs> in my book. And I hope that it'll help people. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and it, I think the big thing is that you're, you're offering hope. Uh, by the way, that, that gaslight, uh, the gaslighting term, it comes from a, it was a British stage play in 1938 called Gaslight, and they made a British film in 1940 called Gaslight. And then, of course, the Americans had to remake it because we make everything better, you know. And then they remade it in 1944, uh, a film called Gaslight. And in it, the husband is lying and manipulating to his wife and part of his manipulation is, you know, all the lights are run on gas power. He would raise the level and then lower the level. And she kept perceiving this, but he would insist, no, they haven't changed. He was lying to her. 
she he was saying don't believe your eyes don't believe what you're seeing and experiencing you're just crazy and that is exactly what the world is doing to us you know they're saying yeah they're telling us we're crazy we're because we believe in miracles because that we believe in the holy spirit that we believe that god can deliver us we believe that we can go to heaven no that's crazy uh -huh. there is no god some would say you know there is no heaven and hell you're absolutely right and if i'm ever having to play trivial pursuit i want you on my team because <laughs> I've, I've been on them i've been on competitive trivial pursuit teams but anyway but I, I, I bring all that up and I say all that because that is exactly what's going on. And the only thing that will give you the confidence to live in this world with this, you know, some solid foundation is the Holy Spirit in your life, giving you the, the, the power, uh, the wisdom, the discernment. I mean, Steve, there's really no other way anybody's going to get through this life in any kind of, with any kind of hope and peace and joy and and impact without the Holy Spirit. I mean, spirit-led living is right. the only way for a Christian to live. Am I right? And as, as things get worse, I believe that people are more hungry for truth. I believe people, their eyes are being opened. You know, you can't just go through and be a nice person, go to church on Sunday morning and and try to be a good patriotic American and and know that you're gonna end up in heaven. I mean, you got either gotta be on one side or the other. That's, and people are realizing it. And we're seeing this with the Asbury uh, revival that happened recently at Asbury University with people like Mario Murillo who are filling these tents with people flocking to the altars. And there's lots of other ways, including Christian television. There's a whole resurgence of people being interested it's a little bit more sheep and goats. I mean, there's a, you know, things are becoming more black and white. It used to be there was this great gray in the middle. I yeah. believe that's not the case anymore. And so I believe, and we're getting a good response. Some churches are starting to use it for Bible studies. In fact, there are study questions at the end of each chapter. There's practical stuff in the book. I have a whole chapter on goal setting because I believe that if we're gonna live the spirit-filled life, uh, and be led by the Spirit of God, we need to have awesome God-sized goals and we need to be focused instead of being wandering generalities. So it's a very practical book and it's easy to read and that's why I wrote it and I'm so happy that I can, you know, be on programs like yeah. yours. I'm doing a whole media tour, as you can imagine, trying to get the word out because I believe that it's so critical. The America needs Christians to stand up and be strong. And we're starting to see this. We're yeah. pushed, you know, not long ago, uh, I was gonna say we celebrated Pride Month, but you and I did not celebrate it. But <laughs> no, there was Pride Month and people started pushing back. Yeah, People were, you know, it's kind of like, well, if they wanna do their thing, we're just not gonna say anything because these people are vicious. They're just absolutely vicious. And, but people push back and, I think that in some ways the pendulum swung too far, but this is more than just cultural things swinging back and forth. We can't just uh, withdraw and be a little bit more conservative. Yeah. We've got, people have got to find uh, freedom in Christ. They've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And really what we need is for a great revival to happen, like happened in the Protestant Reformation the world was pretty bad in Luther's day. I mean, if you study history at all, and there have been a lot of other examples, the world was really bad in the early church. Yep. There was a lot of paganism in the early church. Mm -hmm. 
we tend to not remember that, but you know, there were temples to Zeus and to Aphrodite. There was uh, 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 sex, uh, I don't even know what to call them, prostitutes. Yeah, prostitute temples. You know, yeah. temple prostitutes. Mm -hmm. There was all this stuff. The early church was confronted with this, and Rabbi Jonathan Kahn in, in uh, his book, Return of the Gods, says that it was the greatest exorcism in history. The early church exorcised all those pagan, demonic religions, went away and was actually replaced by Christianity. But as the West and as America gets away from Christianity, these pagan things are coming back. Mm -hmm. And he says much better than I can, the fact that a lot of the stuff we're saying with uh, the gay pride and abortion and a lot of other things are really kind of a reemergence of this paganism. It's very, very serious and people are responding. Uh, even Glenn Beck had him on the show because Glenn Beck senses that there's something pagan about what's happening and, and uh, people could find that on YouTube mm -hmm. and uh, Jonathan Kahn was very articulate to explain what's happening spiritually and in my own way. In fact, I quote Jonathan Kahn in my book He's a very good friend, and I believe he's a prophet in our day, trying to understand what's going on. Because you know what? We have more power. God is going to win in the end. It, the gaslighting makes us think that we're losing, mm -hmm. or maybe there's something wrong with us, or maybe we are too religious, or maybe we are kind of superstitious. No, we have the truth. It's not our truth, it's the truth of the Word of God, but we, by, by being led by the Spirit of God, we can understand that truth and we can stand strong. Yep, and that's the hope and that's the encouragement. Uh, this is the book, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World by Steve Strang, available wherever you get books. And you know, Steve, it, it, you're so right because I mean, it's it's Rome, it's Rome in the time of Christ, you know, and, and especially right after, uh, and you look at all, well, I mean, Jesus said to his disciples, you're going to have trouble in this world. You're going to be scattered, but don't, you know, don't, well, he didn't say don't worry. He said, take heart for I have overcome the world. And I think the same thing is true today. It's like, look, no matter what trouble comes in this world, there is no trouble bigger than Christ. He has overcome the world. And so there's always hope. And, you know, most of the disciples were martyred. So we like to think it's worse than it's ever been, but it doesn't matter how bad it is. Christ says he's already overcome the world. We can walk in the power, the same power that raised him from the grave. So here's my last question for you, Steve Strike. For someone who's watching and they're thinking, yeah, you know, I've been a little, I've been feeling a little ineffective or I've been feeling a, a, like the spirit's really not leading, you know? What would you say to that person that says, I want to do something today to start walking that out, to become more effective, to become spirit-led on a daily basis? Do you have any insight into what they could do right now to start walking in that direction? Well, that's a great question. And yes, I have an answer. They need to be hungry. Mm. You've got to be hungry for more of God. And if you are, it will, uh, God will reveal himself to you. No, the answers are in the word of God. They're not in my book. They're not in any of your dad's books. All we can do is try to interpret for people. And yes, I try to connect dots and help people to understand and quote this, tell this story and, and uh, talk about this scripture. You know, when you, if you're not familiar with the word of God, there are uh, 66 books, you know, where do you start? But I think you, you're hungry. If you're hungry for God and you call out to God, 
he will he will find you and it's a little bit different for everyone if you're going to learn a foreign language everybody learns a foreign language you learn good morning or you learn how are you or whatever and somebody else's learns different well after six months or a year you're going to be able to be fluent in the language and like it is in your spiritual walk everyone is going to go at it a little bit differently but you've got to have a hunger this is not just intellectual yes we need to understand with our our minds so that we can advocate life but this is something that's down here not up here and I believe that people are hungry I know I'm hungry I'm in a whole new place in my own life uh, writing this book was very difficult I had a lot of spiritual warfare as you can imagine I didn't think the enemy wanted this but I had to I had to dig deep and really press into God and it wasn't just more it wasn't just being a journalist all these years covering the Christian community you know, I had to find something down here and I grew as a result. I hope that if people will take a few minutes or actually take a couple hours to read the book, uh, that, that they will get some answers. But it starts with being hungry for more of God. And it can't just be one, it's not one and done. We've gotta be hungry every single day. In the same way, you know, the old joke that the husband never told the wife that he loved her and she finally asked me, he said, well, I told you that I loved you the day we were married and I haven't changed my mind. No, that's not, the, that's not it. You, you've got to tell her you love her every single day. And the same thing, or even more so with God, we have got to press in every single day because the enemy is a roaring lion. And if nothing else, he'll get you into spiritual pride. He'll get you to being some kind of weird cult. You know, we, but the Holy Spirit can help us walk through that and learn and develop and become all that we can become in God. So true. Such good encouragement. There's only one power big enough to help us survive perilous times, Steve Strang says on his website, uh, and that is the spirit of a living God. We call it the Holy Spirit, however you want to look at it, whatever your little nuances in the theology. It's all the same. It's the spirit of God. Steve, thank you. Appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. God bless you. This is his website right here, stevestrangbooks.com. So you can check that out. You can order the book through there or wherever you get books. But most of all, you can walk by the Holy Spirit of God. And you can start today. Good place to start is in his word. And if you really don't know where to start, I like the book of John, the Gospel of John. If you want a little instruction on how to deal with the times, I think Romans is a great place to start. But that's just a place to begin. It's certainly not where you end. Uh, but we can do it. We need to be that light. The world is, it is messed up. <laughs> we know that. But there is hope and it's in Christ. So appreciate you guys being here today. If you uh, want to bless somebody else, hit that share button. If, you if you've not liked or followed or subscribed, I would encourage you to do that wherever you're watching. Uh, and do that across all the platforms, by the way. We're on lots of different ones. Rumble, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all those. And of course, we're on Light Source. Appreciate you being here. See you again next time on Life Today Live. You need to know what God's book says. This is God's word, brother. It's food, spiritual. It's God's book.